Yo, this is Kani Khan, children of Zeus, and you're listening to Valiant MC on the Vocal Podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, them winter nights out on cotton in the kitchen flow. Walking circles in my weed smoke. The hunger pain, I'll grip that pen tight. Write them savage bars if you're with me, yeah, you've been broke. No love, let's start with that. Cause I don't have the heart to argue back. I just really wanted markers back. All that yapping don't matter, stay wavy. Make music, make money, make love or make babies. The son of Zeus, I'm trying to tell you. They say, can't he make a little cash and you're a failure? I tell them make art, create memories I ain't playing no games, it's a shame I made enemies And I ain't saying no names all the way they offending me Hey, I'm trying to eat from your meal ticket That's how you feel, then deal with it I'm just trying to juggle hustles, yo I know you feel my struggle, let's go Yo, So press play, keep pushing If the moves ain't working, so nah, let me take you away I have my backpack ready when my life got heavy If you're leaving, there's no reason to stay and every day that's a hustle, yo, we juggle and we struggle, yo, the troubles keep coming our way So close your eyes and let that pain go, and zone out cause we're all in that same boat Yo, that stylish brother and the man I hating, so few got your whole crew salivating What I brought to the table, had you waiting, take time if they say they don't pay, we in the alley waiting Yo, Tyler Daly up in this Dressing DRS, still broken English for life Hesitation, that's a sign of a weak mind They knock us down, we dust it off, we gonna be fine Yo, So press play, keep pushing If their moves ain't working, so now let me take you away I have my backpack ready when my life got heavy If you're leaving, there's no reason to stay And every day, that's a hustle, yo We juggle and we struggle, yo The troubles keep coming our way So close your eyes and let that pain go Zone out, cause we're all in the same boat. Strong shout to my brother Landsman. Connie Khan, children of Zeus. Sending this one out to Manchester, you see me? Hey, I'm trying to eat from your meal ticket and deal with it. Better love to my Metalheads family. Zeus. So press play, keep pushing If their moves ain't working So now nah, let me take you away I have my backpack ready When my life got heavy If you're leaving, there's no reason to stay And every day, that's a hustle Yo, we juggle and we struggle Yo, the troubles keep coming our way So close your eyes and let that pain go A zone out, cause we're all in that same boat Yo, so press play, keep pushing If their moves ain't working So now nah, let me take you away I have my backpack ready when my life got heavy If you're leaving, there's no reason to stay And every day, that's a hustle, yo We juggle and we struggle, yo The troubles keep coming our way So close your eyes and let that pain go And zone out, cause we're all in that same boat
check one, two. Hello, everybody. I am Valiant MC, and this is the next episode of The Vocal. This is my podcast, focusing on the best vocal drum and bass, and talking to the best drum and bass vocalists. That track you just heard was entitled Food, courtesy of Lensman. And this episode's very special guest, Connie Khan of Children of Zeus. But right now you're listening to the one and only Polaris. And this track's called The Light in Your Eyes. Yeah, so nice. This tune's a few years old, but man, it still gives me goosebumps. Now, Polaris uh, is signed to med school, but Hospital Records uh, just announced that med school would be folding, so I'm definitely hoping that Polaris finds a new home in the main hospital roster, because to be honest with you, he's more talented than most of the people out there. That's just me. That's just my opinion. So I've been going a little while. I've been dealing with some family issues and uh, hate talking about it, but my uh, my dad passed away. I kind of threw everything off work-wise. So this episode should have been released probably about a month ago. And so to Connie Khan, I offer my humble apologies. But I was indisposed. Yeah, this track gets me every time. I don't know, I might have to do an interview with Polaris himself like a special non-episode episode. Gotta talk about these tracks. So on this episode, we've got a number of remixes. And uh, that includes a couple from me, actually. which I am very excited to say are going to be released I think sometime this fall got a, uh, a release full of remixes and reworks from last year's EP that I put out entitled The Ronin on Duddy Bass Audio and that's in addition to my upcoming album as well as a couple of other EPs I've got in the works, so I'll uh, let everyone know what's going on with those soon.
Polaris himself just actually played Hospitality in the Park. That's after a uh, monster collaboration with Makoto on Makoto's latest album. I believe he also collaborated with uh, Kino. Oh, that has yet to be released. I was also supposed to have a little check-in with MC Kappa on this episode, but push that back a little bit probably still the next episode due to uh, you know the aforementioned family issues but rest assured that will take place and I am all set to meet up with MC Tally herself in person when she is over in North America on her next tour and that will be my first live face to face interview for this podcast I'm simultaneously nervous and excited about that just because I'm not really sure how the kind of change in interview format is really going to affect the conversation, but we're going to see. It is a grand adventure, ladies and gentlemen. As is life. Like my dad used to say, life is for the living. So if you're out there listening to this, please remember to live your life to the fullest. And most importantly, you need to treat the people around you as good as you humanly possibly can. Because you never know when they're going to be gone. So this one coming in is from Tally, Roy Green and Protone with DRS. It's called Paper Wasp and it is the Lensman remix. And of course, as you know, this is the vocal. Let's go. Right and believe us. 
Still Standing featuring Children of Zeus, obviously with Connie Khan. Up next, we got KC and Christina Tamaya with a track called She Runs, and I am fully into this. 
This is the vocal. Open up your ears. Let's go. So far, she needs a key to find that paradise. And she keeps on losing fights, and whether she's wrong or right, uh-huh. and just when you think you're in Fill me with the love around me 
KC and Christina Tamayo as she runs. But coming in right now, we've got myself with Will Miles and Anastasia. This is the Ronin, the Sicker remix. This is the vocal. Promises from the two-faced Petty hollow words get my screw face Here's the thing, your illumination's fake NASCAR headlights illuminating snakes It doesn't matter that I've done this for years Cause everywhere I go, you know I've seen lots of peers Fall to the wayside despite the fact that they're better than the headliner Quite the slap to the face of the dedicated Underestimated, overlooked, unsung warriors I was shook The futility of the struggle just to get booked It made me second guess every path that I took Looking back, all these people keep falling out Broken promises, collaborations be stalling out So I'm shedding any semblance of reliance On any other soul but my own or something I'm thinking I'm better than the headliner Underestimated, overlooked, sick and I'm a rolling To impress these hating fakers Pointless to even try chasing vapor I see right through them like the tracing paper But my goals are way bigger than just making paper I'm trying to build my legacy timeless It's how I really wanna be remembered by this Generation and all the ones that follow Superficial so-called artists are so spineless Chasing after the likes, racing after the fame Believing in their own hype always ends up the same I refuse to compromise Blaze my own trail no matter how small the flame So I gotta walk this path alone Maintain my own vision for this path to grow But I'm not trying to be another fucking clone So I'm suited up and ready to go Cause I'm a I'm better than the headliner I'm a
Once again, that was me with Will Miles and Anastasia. The Sika remix of the Ronin. And coming in, we've got Scott Allen and MC Tell. And this is the Jamal remix of Soul Signal, which is the title track from Scott Allen's latest album on Soul Deep Recordings. Really loving the vibe on this one. Just to remind everybody, this is the vocal.
Now you're high on your plane like no 
nobody help The corner you were nobody better No one's believing in yourself It's a catch 20 conundrum When the grass pretty stay Clashing over crumbs Such a cycle to break I hold mic like it's my fate Normal life is what I make The world's right for the take Yeah with Dan I and T-R-A-C himself empty track with Believe and coming up next we've got track once again along with Mr. Joseph and this one's called Nonstop Wiz Kids coming in yeah and once again everybody this is the vocal and I am Valiant MC let's go let's go Dr. Nick Fizzy Beats In the lab, working on some things, putting the chemistry together. Yeah. What? Non-stop with kids. Non-stop. 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 All right. Let's put things in perspective. You were now. Oh, hold up. Yeah. You are now bopping with the fresh yes. Robonic on the sonic, yet atomic on the press Colonic, yet it's nasty, but you're rocking to impress The logic is the logic, still I'm locked into a zest Yo, call me Zest Master No track out of your speaker, stress factor Me and Fizz bringing you gifts, bad Santas Have your kids walking the streets where heavy bangers Yo, rattle to your speaker, that's natural Climatic when I'm featured, that's natural Brizzy Jacket, fizzy, crank it, systems, crank it, rhythms run rapid, yeah. They swear we playing with them. Do me a favor, fizz, hit them with that. Yeah, making this up, woof. 
Can't believe the heat, they said they want proof yeah. Well just give them the beat, yeah homie that's enough truth yeah. Shake him to awake him, then raise it to like gas Rhythm's ill driven, call fat a cartoon Blaze through your speakers with the wolf of spark Boom. It all crumbles down once the bass hits the room Non-stop whiz kids yeah. Killing their dreams along clocks This is yeah. Wake up your leader for lost stocks Get grizz When bass come out your speakers Drop, drop This is Yeah <laughs> The relief that was chosen The speak that was spoken The peace that was golden The breach that was vocal With seals around the speakers MCs Last seen in their dreams Scriptures for last drawers For tremors to dance floors Shaking the flats Causing beef with your landlord You could be a fan or or Not a fan or or Just a man all lost in the sandstorm lost The innocence, low tops and guest denims Squeezing up snakes with the best venom Fizzing the track, bounce like a track brethren Whenever track, yeah, the track is like, let's get em Making yourself woof They can't believe the heat, they said they won't prove we'll Just prove. give them the beat, yeah homie, that's not true, true. Shake them to the wake up, don't raise it like yes. Rhythm's ill-driven, call that a cartoon Blazing through your speaker when the wolf is spark oh. It all crumbles down once the bass hits the roof yeah, It's major, you never see me stressing Unless you press pause for an easy second Just a different mind frame, vision, dreams be vintage They couldn't picture what I picture in a 3D image Grimace, far from finish, got a mean scheme Thinking the master plan's highest Amsterdam Green tea sipping, no pressure Plus we ace like your speech, need pleasure Fizzy, give him that like a P.E. record Yeah Hold up, hold up, hold up You know Whatever they need, just bring it back in. Listen up now, go. Making yourself woof. Non-stop whiz kids, yeah. Making yourself woof. Non-stop whiz kids, yeah. Making yourself woof. Non-stop whiz kids, yeah. Making yourself woof.
Yeah, once again, that was Mr. Joseph. T-R-A-C, MC Track. Non-stop Wiz Kids. I love the vibe on that one. Coming in next, we got Children of Zeus with Lights On, produced by Green Lantern. And this is off their winter tape. So yeah, listen up to this one. This is the vocal, just in case you need a reminder. Collect the jackpot, but you feel like a form body magnum opus. You walk slowly, let me catch my focus. That extra jiggle's just an added bonus. Plus, guess who grabs it closest? Cut from the right cloth, yo. You should have been wiped off. That brown skin fine from any angle, maybe very thankful. I'm taking any sample, like your name was Kenny Gamble. Fingertips, love your lower back and fatuated. Communicate with my hands like it's gun related. Intellectual attraction makes my mind wonder. That beauty shines for y'all, there's nothing you should hide under Big fight, love a slow jam, you pick the right song No Teddy Pendergrass tonight, yo, let's keep the Girl, lights on don't hide it Love the way it moves on
Yeah, it was Children of Zeus. Lights on. Coming in next, we've got the Diligent Fingers remix of my track with Will Miles entitled Drifting. No matter how far I'm drifting. And I'm loving what Dilly did with this. You're right there. This is the vocal, everybody. Here we go. Children of Zeus's Fear of a Flat Planet featuring Lay Full Stop. And then after the interview, we've got one more from Children of Zeus entitled Slow Down. So make sure you keep on listening because this is the vocal. You pull me back to you. No matter how far I drift away, you're always right there and pull me back to Earth. How far I'm drifting You pull me back to me I see you're holding your head This pain's got you locked in a cycle of dread You're a prisoner, medicated visitor Dancing with the devil It's just like you said since the day I met you I wanted just to tell you I was all in, I'm falling Looking for feelings to fest to I knew about the burden that you carry But I'd be goddamned if I ran Because I'm blessed to be the one to be your champion Your beast of burden Look beneath the surface, bear a different version This youth is lifting me up, wandering the desert Now I'm entering the promised land, take me by your promised hand I wanna be the one to 
one to carry you Be the one to marry you Even if it's scary to Cause I can't be the one to take away your pain But I still want you to take my last name
Yeah, so that's it for me before this interview. I am Valiant MC, and this has been the Vocal Podcast. Gonna send out an extra special shout out to MC Track. Man's a good friend. Checking on me in my time of need. And here we go. This is the Vocal signing off. Until next time. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. You good? Yeah, yeah. It's a hectic day, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm good, man. How are you? Same, man. It's just, bro, I'm, I'm dealing with a, a flooded bedroom at the moment, but oh, wait, bless, man. <laughs> wait, what? Flooded bedroom? <laughs> Don't ask, man. <laughs> I've, had, I've had like two floods in the, in the space of a month in different rooms. Like my, my kitchen ceiling's falling through and bedroom in my flat has like totally flooded oh wait yeah, do you own it or you rent it no nah, we rent man so gotta deal with council coming through that's what i mean i'm just waiting in for council uh, people to come and look at it and then say they can't do it <laughs> they can't do anything about it but yeah stress man oh man yeah, i'm sorry i've had i've had that before i've had several landlords that oh okay so worst the, the worst scenario i ever had i lived in las vegas for a while and yeah. uh, we rented this house, and there was a really bad storm. It was like this insane tropical monsoon, and it peeled the roof off the house like a, like a layer cake, right? Wow. And so the only thing that was on the roof was like some of like the – kind of like the, the roof version of like the subfloor, you know, like the plywood and stuff. So yeah. it was raining like basically in the house. It was water coming through all the light fixtures – and just pouring through holes in the ceiling and stuff like that. And yeah, and he wouldn't, he didn't replace the, uh, the roof for like a month. We had to like live in a, ho we had to live in a hotel. Did you, did you lose all your shit and all your shit? Like we did lose a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff got damaged. He was a slumlord, man. It was just, ah, uh, fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit, mine seems all right now. <laughs> no, man. It, that's, that's, it, you know, it's crazy. You think about like, those things though, those inconveniences, like you get a leaky yeah. ceiling and then you realize, man, so many people live like that on the day to day. It's crazy. It could always be worse. That's what I'm saying. My dad called me today and I told him, was like, it could be worse. I could be like totally underwater or, you know, fucking, you know, it could be a lot worse, man. Just yeah. inconvenience in it. And you lose, a, you lose a bit of shit. It's, it's only, it's only, you know, possessions, man, but it's, Still, yeah, man, that, still, that's it's it. You know, costs money to get those possessions, and it costs money to well, pay it's that. Well, it's not going to cost me because I'm charging these guys back for everything I have to replace. Man. <laughs> you better. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. The last, I'd say, probably the last two years for you guys has been uh, has been a little crazy. But I, I want to talk about that some. But I want let let's backtrack. Let's uh, let's get into you a little bit, and it's kind of, I guess, compulsory to talk with everyone I am interview about how it was for them growing up but tell me a little bit about what your uh, your upbringing was like i had a, a good upbringing man um i grew up in london um me and my brother my, my mom and dad stayed together for the whole time while i was a kid um and then we moved to manchester um late 80s um 
which is, I'd pretty much say I grew up in Manchester, man, but I was born and raised in London. I moved to Manchester when I was pretty young. So, um, yeah, Manchester's my home, man. But yeah, I had a good upbringing, man. Like, can't complain really, man. You, you know, some things could be better, but it could, all, like I say, it could always be worse, man. Like, it could definitely be a lot worse. Parents were, they were more like, my dad's a bit of a hippie. So my dad, my mum and dad, like, they put things like, going on holiday as more important than having expensive trainers or having a TV and <laughs> a nice car and that. So we didn't have like, we, you know what I mean? Like we, we went on holiday and did stuff like that, but like my clothes were secondhand. My, you know, Christmas would come. My mum would give me like a, a, a computer console, game console that was like five years out of date. It didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't come right. in a box. Do you know what I mean? But like, it didn't matter, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, I think my upbringing was pretty good, man. Like I, I had a really good childhood. Um, and my mum's from Barbados, so we did a lot of travelling, you know, to Barbados. Um, yeah, man, I, I really can't complain about my childhood at all, man. So what kind of, you know, everybody has different uh, experiences and stories and and memories when it comes to uh, music um, when they were children yeah. and growing up. So how did music play a role for you growing up? What role does it play in your memories? Everything, man. Like. I, I've got a really weird memory, man. Like, I really remember being really young, like, two or three. So I've got memories of being really young, and all my memories come with music. So um, my mum and dad weren't deeply into music, but I think the music they were into has stayed with me and kind of, you know, influenced what I was into. My dad liked a lot of stuff, man. But the reggae influence... Mum listened to a lot of soul, Motown stuff, um, a lot of cheesy 80s soul ballads and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> Sounds a lot like my mum. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the cheesy stuff. There's they, a lot of cheesy ballads, man, like the slow jams and stuff like that. But um, I think the thing I, I, I probably resonated most with was reggae, really, that my mum and dad listened to. Um, my dad listened to a lot of weird hippie stuff as well and... You know, he was into the Beatles and stuff as well, and a lot of world music, um, a lot of South African music. Um, but mostly reggae was the stuff that I kind of think I was really into when they, when I was growing up and what they listened to in the car and at home and stuff like that. So when you started to, you know, everyone reaches a certain age where they kind of start taking ownership of their own musical experience. They start deciding what they like. They start decide. Yeah. they start discovering things independent of their parents or independent of maybe their older brother or whatever. So yeah. when was that time for you and what was it? Um, probably, um, about 10, 11. Um, I had a, stereo system one of the old sony stack silver stereo amplifiers with a tape deck big huge wooden speakers um i must have got that for a present i can't quite remember but i got that as a present and at the time manchester pirate radio there was only a few stations but it was really really good um and i kind of got into hip-hop and soul reggae and whatever else was playing on the pirate stations at the same time. But because I was so young, anything was swearing in, I couldn't really listen to without having headphones on. <laughs> so like, <laughs> the hip-hop stuff got kind of like put to the back until I could 
find time to listen to it. So what really took like presence over everything was, you know, more soulful stuff. So like street soul stuff that was coming out at the time, um, which I don't know if it really went worldwide, but in the UK street soul, especially Manchester was a, was a big thing. There's lots of hip hop drum beats, reggae bass lines and out of tune singing. Um, <laughs> very <laughs> lo-fi, but it was like, that really captured me, man. And just, you know, dancehall, reggae, um, just anything that was playing on the Pirates and then a little bit later, like obviously Jungle came into play. Um, and then, you know, as I say, hip hop, hip hop was, hip hop was my heart, man, but I just couldn't listen to it too much when I was younger. But hip hop really was the, was the thing that when I really was like, yo, this is me, it was hip hop took me, man. So I know that you, you and Tyler both, uh, do a lot of producing. So for you, yes. what came first? Was it, Rapping or was it producing? Um, rapping came first. All right, so hold on. Wait, wait. So, so rapping came <laughs> first. What? Yeah. So, did you, were you just trying to be like somebody in particular, or what made you decide that you wanted to, you know was, to try that out? The weird, the weird thing was at the time when I started rapping, I didn't really listen to a lot of hip hop. Um, I remember like I was rapping. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, dude. Can you hold on one second? I'm sorry, the dog is going crazy. One second, right? <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Anyway, um, all right, let's, let's get back to what, uh, you were talking about before my dog <laughs> fucked everything up. Um, but basically what made you decide that you wanted to, uh, pick up a mic and try rhyming? Um, I was friends with a guy in primary school, which I'm guessing your equivalent of when you're about, when you, what school do you have when you're up to like 11? What do you call that? Oh yeah. It's a, a, like elementary school. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. our equivalent of that, um, I had a friend who me and him used to just rap in the, in the playground. Um, when we had like parents evenings, when all the parents would come, we'd, do something on stage and rap about picking up litter off the playground and bullying and all types of <laughs> crap 10 year old yes. shit. And uh, we used to just basically we used to rap like public enemy lyrics and I didn't even know we were rapping them. Um, so I, I wasn't too deep into hip hop at that point. I knew a few things, but um, he was more into it. So I used to follow his lead. We used to beatbox and rap. And then when I got into secondary school, which is like your um, high school, took it a bit more seriously. And I was still doing stuff like community evenings and, you know, school events and stuff. I'd be at like school events, rapping and stuff like that. So before I was really, really into music, I was actually rapping before I kind of knew what it was. Um, so it's like always, always been there really. Um, and I, f I was like recording demos when I was like the last few years of school, left school for this is what I'm this is what I want to do for life and um took it a bit more seriously and kind of went from there man but it's all you know what it's just always been something I've done man so when did you start making beats um much later I didn't make start making beats till I was about 20 um oh really that late okay yeah I, to be fair I mean what came before making beats was um DJing so I was 
MCing, had nothing to rap, like, no one gave me beats, I didn't have any beats to rap over, so, like, trying to find any beats, and then one day I realised, oh shit, on some of these, like, records, there's instrumentals, didn't realise for years, like, you could get the instrumentals on the, on the vinyl, so I bought myself a turntable, and I started buying records to just get the instrumentals to make demos over and stuff, I had, like, a really weird turntable that had no pitch control, um, bought another turntable that which was like a, a belt drive turntable and somehow learned how to DJ on these two turntables. I didn't even have a mixer. I used to plug one turntable into the left side speaker and one into the right speaker and kind of worked out how to, <laughs> how to mix That's up That's fantastic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the DJing thing kind of came before that. And then at some point I was like, you know what, I need to have some of my own beats. And no one was, at the same time, it was, it was really, I mean, it was a, pre-internet days so getting hold of people to make beats no one really made beats so I was like you know what I need to learn how to do this myself um, and I went to like a community college when I was about no you know what actually I was about 18 went to this community college that um, they used to pay us to go there it was it was just in the middle of the hood <laughs> and like literally there was like 15 of us on this course and every single person on the course dropped out apart from me and it was really weird I was having these like really weird intimate one-to-one lessons with these teachers and I was at some point I was just like look I know you guys don't want to teach me I don't want you to teach me can I just sit in the studio and teach myself how to make beats and they just let me come in there and I taught myself how to make beats on like the old um Atari and Akai set up with the green green screen um, yeah and yeah I kind of went from there man so using yeah. you were you were using like tracker software originally or I was just using hardware, man. So it was like um, Cubase, um, Akai, S1000. Shit, I can't even remember. This is going back to you. Um, and like an Atari. And they had like really bad um, sound modules with like cow noises and dog sounds and stuff like that. And yeah, drums that sounded like, yeah, it was just terrible, man. But it, you know, it, it was the basics for everything that I've kind of picked up over the years, man. It was, it was, it was good because I taught myself, man. Do you know what I mean? Like I literally just used to go in there and they used to go and have a, go and sit in their, their room drinking tea and I'd sit in the, the studio making beats and taught myself just on my own in this big old studio. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, had to, I just had to teach myself because no one was giving me any type of beats or production. I didn't know anyone who made beats really. Um, so that's kind of why I started making beats and why I started DJing as well. So you and Tyler currently, do you do all your own beats for Children of Zeus, correct? Um, we did up until we made Travel Light. Travel Light, um, we intended to produce ourselves. A guy called K15 gave us a beat and a guy called Beat Butcher gave us a beat and they were too good for us not to include on the album. Um, uh, I, I want to so know, who, who did Slow Down? That was Tyler. Dude, that the bass line and slow down, dude. Bro, he, played, he played it to me the first time he played it to me. I sat there because obviously there was no drum. There's no if you've heard slow down, the drum don't come in for a bit. And for I was a while, yeah. Kind of baffled. I was like, yo, what is going on here? And then the drums came and I was like, oh my gosh, what is he? <laughs> what is he doing, man? Um, and yeah, that that's Tyler's baby, man. Like, oh, because the bass line in that tune is is like yeah. it's my favorite part of that tune. I mean, the tune's good. Like all, yeah. all the way through, but that bass line, man, there's something about that bass line, the way it's like, it's kind of off. Like it's not off. Yeah. It, it matches up fine with the beat and everything, but I like, 
I'm thinking, you know, I play drums and I would have expected yeah. the bass line to come in slightly earlier and the way it's off yeah. like that. And it, oh man. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. I geek out over that <laughs> little stuff like that. Um, no, you have to, man. I'm the same, man. I geek out over shit as well, man. Like, you've got, you've got to geek out over it or, you know, no one will, man. <laughs> as, as a, as a, as an outsider, I, I would definitely yes. say that part of, I would say a huge part actually of, children of zeus's kind of cocktail that makes you successful are the beats um and i you know i've seen a number of interviews with you where you have said that tyler is kind of like the most unique aspect of you're happy to take a back seat to him blah 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 but i remember i can't i can't remember where i read it one specifically where tyler himself disagreed and said no i think it's the overall mix and i would agree with that aspect of it especially when you include the music in the music that you guys are doing right now is it's obviously different than a lot of people are doing. It kind of simultaneously harkens back to stuff like the soul Quarians were doing in the early two thousands. Um, and that kind of thing. So is there a certain sound aesthetic that you guys kind of abide by, or do you not really even think about it? Um, I think we don't think about it. I think what ends up happening was, Basically, when we first started Children of Zeus, um, at the time, Manchester was really doing, it was, it was making a bit of noise for doing drum and bass, doing grime, bass music, nothing really chilled, like everything was club music at the time. So like the likes of Dub Physics, um, Chimpo, Levels, Fox, those type of guys were doing, you know, they were the guys making noise, Skittles, um, and we were like, we don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We All we really know how to do is the stuff that you hear now. Like, so the, there was no real like plan to it, but we were like, we can't fake this, man. We can't try and follow what everyone else is doing, although it's doing well. All we know how to do is what we do, and hopefully there's enough people out there that kind of like it as well. So the plan was just, the only plan was just stick to our guns doing what we know, which is, it follows up from what I said when, when I was listening to pirate radio when I was younger and Tyler was listening to the exact same shows as me in the same stations. It's a little bit of hip hop. It's a little bit of soul. It's a little bit of reggae. It's a little bit of dancehall. It's a little bit of like early jungle. It's a lot of bass. We kind of just did what we knew and it wasn't really kind of like, we don't sit there and go, right, we need to go in this direction or it needs to be like this. We just kind of do what we know. Just so happens what we know is just kind of what you hear. So there's no like preconceived. Let's try and make this or try and make it sound like that. Um, no, but is there, but is there ever a time though where something you guys are cooking some little something up and you're just like, ah, I don't know if this is really us because it sounds maybe really different from what you guys have done previously, or um, not really. I don't. I mean, I think maybe there's some stuff that might be a little bit hard that sometimes may not make it. Um, I mean, like, some of the hip-hop I listen to is really hard. Mm. I don't know if that would make it, but the, the, we'd find a home for it, man. Like, we did a, we did a thing called the um, the Winter Tapes, which was a free oh, yeah. album, which some of the stuff which probably wouldn't make the albums, whereas a, bit, a little bit sample-heavy or a bit too bars-heavy kind of went on there. But I don't, think, I don't think we'd make anything that was that far removed from what we do, even if it was a different tempo or if it was, like, a different genre. I still think it'd have the soul. I still think it'd have the bass. And I still think it would kind of still fit in somehow. Um, I don't think it, that's what I mean. I don't think we could make something that was too far removed. Although I have heard that like, Tyler makes stuff, man. Like Tyler makes like crazy 
pop music and like weird like house kind of stuff that no one will ever hear and it's amazing um he he, he he just i mean his, his vocal stuff where he's pitched his voice up and he said look i'm gonna give this to a girl and it sounds like a girl singing and it, it wouldn't work for children of zeus um but it's still dope man but yeah i, I, I think we we struggle to make something that doesn't fit for us anyway i just think we we like the children if you listen to travel light there's some stuff that's different tempo like even like the the reggae stuff or like vibrations which is not I don't even know what you'd call it man but it's, it's still somehow somehow all soulful enough that it all works and kind of fits together man I, you know time uh, chronologically we're really jumping around a lot here uh, yeah. which I apologize but sometimes I, I just don't care yeah. um, <laughs> so Children of Zeus clearly you and Tyler both have um, both have enough on your own plates that you could obviously be successful solo no uh you no you disagree mate we we both spent 20 years doing stuff on our own and it didn't work for either of us i think like you said before man although i do like to be the back, the back seat i think us coming together is why it it, it works i think if i was on my def, a million percent if i was on my own i'd be working a day job i'd probably would have quit by now tyler would probably be making music but no one would hear it it doesn't work on its own man i don't think it okay. would work, and I don't think it did before we kind of joined up together. Well, I I would say that uh, I agree and I disagree. I, I I think that the talent level that you both have individually merits success. Although we all know that that you know talent does not always merit success. Uh, so, yeah. so so I get where you're coming from on that. But what I'm saying yeah. uh, to you is, and it's kind of an awkward question to ask people <laughs> who are in a group this question. Yeah, yeah. But sure. do you ever foresee using children of zeus as a springboard for either of your own solo efforts for stuff that maybe doesn't fit into children of zeus or are you content to stay in your partnership um at least I mean, now, to, obviously you can't you can't predict the future but for now anyway um i i've i mean i've spoke to tyler and told him to release his own solo stuff at this point i said he should maybe do a couple of eps or whatever just on his own because also i think the music we make is, is a bit of a compromise between us to where like anything you hear, it's not, there's no songs you'll hear children's use where I, I don't like it or Tyler doesn't like it. Like if it, if you hear it, we both got, got to the point where we both love it. So there's a few songs where if, if the compromise wasn't right, where I go, I don't like that. It, it might be Tyler's song. Um, so he could do some stuff on his own. I've suggested he, he does some stuff on his own. I don't think I'd do stuff on my own. I don't think anyone cares enough for me to do something on my own at this point. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man. I, I mean, at this point, I can't see, I see us doing solo stuff, especially not myself. But I've said to Tyler, he should do some. There's a, there's a guy called Brent Fires. He's um, he's an R and B singer. Um, he was in a group called Sun Sunder Sun. Okay. Um, and they had some sort of success, but he went on his own. And they, the two other guys who were in that group, just produced for him, and he went on his under his own name, and did like. 10 trillion times better on his own so i don't know whether that's a case of him being it, it's easier just to kind of be into one person rather than a group so for me i, I we had this discussion with tyler i was like maybe you know if tyler was to go and do tyler daily i could still do production for it he could do production it might work you know what i mean but i don't know i don't think i don't think tyler's really interested at this point to do it on his own um and i'm a million percent I, if, if, if tyler wasn't here i'd probably as i say 
I'd probably not even be doing music really, to be fair. I don't think I'd release much on my own now at this point. Hmm. It's interesting because I, I wanted to, uh, even though you're not necessarily a, a drum and bass vocalist, um, yeah. you, uh, I wanted to interview you on, because I was like, because he's got bars, you know, I was like, oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. MC. So I wanted to get you on here. And I guess it's weird for me to hear people who clearly have a lot to offer and they, but I, I suffer from the same thing, uh, but they, <laughs> they undersell themselves. Yeah. Um, obviously Tyler is like one of those weird freaks who can yeah. do whatever do the fuck he wants. <laughs> must, must be nice asshole. But, <laughs> um, fucking singers, man. I'm so jealous of singers. Like yeah. I wish I could sing. I, have you, have you tried singing? Do you know, like you're not a good singer or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm Wait, the thing. The thing is I, there's a singer inside. Like if I could sing, I wouldn't even rap. Like, okay. Okay. Late, fair enough. Like I sing all day long. Like I don't rap in the house I sing all day long like I'm a singer but I can't sing like I live through Tyler <laughs> you know what I mean like I like that I like so, that and, and the thing is as well like when we make music as well like all the songs I want to make are all like slow jams without me on them like I'm just like yo Tyler I don't even want to be on this you just sing this you know what I mean so like the music I want to make is just like Tyler singing slow jams you know what I mean and he's like and, and the music Tyler wants to make which weirdly enough is him not singing at all and him just rapping about killing people and smoking weed and, you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird man because like we had this conversation the other day we we do certain shows and Tyler doesn't want to sing certain songs so like the love songs Tyler doesn't want to sing um, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because not many people know that Tyler his name used to be Hoodman right his, his MC name was Hoodman okay now that name fits Tyler if you know Tyler that name like I'm not kind of you know, sell him as a tough guy, but Tyler's name is Hoodman for a reason. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't want to be singing on stage, like singing love songs to girls. He wants to be rapping hard songs. Do you know what I mean? It just so happens he can sing really well. So Tyler wants to make all these hard like bars and stuff. And he, we, he moans all the time, mate, I've got, we, we'll do a live show. And he's got, I've got no bars on this show. I'm just singing every song. I want to rap, I want to rap, I want to rap. And I never used to understand it. And then one day I thought, thought put myself in his position. I was like, if I was a man's man, do you know what I mean? You don't want to be on stage singing all these love songs. You want to be playing a tough guy role. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's a tough balance for him, man. I think, I think he, he struggles with it because he can sing and he can sing all these nice songs, but he really just, he just wants to be, you know, back in his old days rapping about what he was rapping about when he was, when he was younger, man. And I just want to be singing all these love songs. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. The first time I, I saw Tyler rapping in a video. Yeah was the first time I realized, oh shit, that's him. That's him rhyming right there. And I didn't, I didn't know. I thought he just sung, right? So, cause I had only like, cause you know, for most artists, I don't really, I, a lot of times I don't even know what they look like for yeah. a long time because I'm, I'm just busy listening. And so I didn't know that he, that he rapped the way he did. And I was like, oh, he, he should do that more. Yeah. But he started, he started as an MC. Um, and slowly, like he, he realized he could sing. He never had any training. He, he just started singing. And I, uh, you know, when I first met him, he, there was a CD out with his group called Body Rock, and he had like I think maybe a couple of songs in there where he was singing, and the rest of it he was just rapping. And I was like, "Yo, this guy can really sing." I mean, he's got much better since then for me personally. But he, he just wants to rap, man. He, he, I think he's sick of singing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird, man. So. uh Children of Zeus has obviously been really embraced by by the drum and bass culture. Um, Definitely, I think you know. Obviously, part of that has come from 
still standing yeah. and uh, missing you and yeah. uh, uh, the view. So I, I think there was a, a, a certain mix of, of, of luck and timing and the quality yeah. of the tracks that came out that helped that along. <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to gauge this kind of thing, but how much do you think the kind of interplay between what you guys do what you guys do within the Manchester scene and then what you guys do and how it's sort of fringely, if that's even a fucking word, uh, fits into, uh, the drum and bass aesthetic. How, how much do you think that that has helped you guys along, especially in the last couple of years? Um, I'd say like the first, let's just say children of Zeus is kind of been in people's minds. Let's just say the last couple of years, I'd say the first year, probably the drum and bass kind of community embraced us much more than anyone else. Um, and, you know, the Lensman remix was, it might even still be our biggest song. I don't know. It, it was definitely for a long time. Our biggest song was the Lensman remix. So, I mean, we, it was such a tough thing for us to do, man, because we, we'd have these really mixed crowds that people who obviously only knew us from drum and bass and people who weren't into drum and bass at our show. So we go and do shows and, we do the usual children of Zeus stuff and end on some of the drum and bass songs. Some people were just waiting to hear the drum and bass. Other people hated it when the drum and bass stuff came on. Um, and we would, we'd do a lot of shows where it was like, we'd be booked at drum and bass nights and we were just like really clueless as what to do. Like, you know, how much of the official children of Zeus soul hip hop stuff do we do? How much drum and bass do we do? It was, it was kind of weird, man. I mean, we've, we've, I think we've pretty much cut out doing drum and bass at our sets now because it, it got a bit confusing. But really, like, for a long time, I was, I'd, I'd say on Twitter quite a lot, man, the drum and bass community, like, properly showed us more love than anyone else at, at, at one point. Definitely, like, um, a huge part of us. I, th I think what it was as well was for the drum and bass guys who just listen to drum and bass all day long at home in the car and stuff like that, Children of Zeus was, like, a gateway kind of thing to say, I don't really know too much about solo hip hop, but this is my kind of entry into that world. I listen to drum and bass and these guys are the guys I listen to when I don't want to listen to drum and bass. Um, so I think we kind of just, you know, slipped in between two worlds randomly enough, just probably from Lensman to be fair. And then obviously Tyler's stuff with DRS and LSB. Um, we kind of just got into two worlds, man. It, it's a bit weird, but you know, like I say, we, we still do like, we go and play at Sun and Bass. And we, we don't even have to do any drum and bass at Sun and Bass. We can just do our set and everyone's fully down with it. It's, 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 it's nice, man. Yeah, I was going to say, there, you have played with drum and bass artists, though, in the last couple of years. Um, yeah. Have you actually done, like, straight drum and bass sets with anybody? Or have you kind of... Yeah, we've done, we've done you some Lensman. Yeah, we, we've hosted Lensman's set. Um, we've... Done, we've done a few with Lensman. We've done like some with DRS and Lensman. And what's that like? What's that like for you? Like, is that is, does it feel natural, or is it something that kind of feels? No, it, no. it's tough for me, man. I can't lie. We, we did one with Lensman at um, it was us, DRS, and Lensman at where was it? We were somewhere in Bristol anyway, a big festival in Bristol. We were we were all quite high, and it seemed like the longest hour of our life. <laughs> Just because we were like, apart from still standing and like the view and stuff like that, it was just like, yo, just try and find any bars that fit over this stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? I can do this, but I feel like I'm 
I'm faking it, man. Do you know what I mean? I, I felt a bit like it didn't feel right, man. I can't lie. And I can, I can, I can, I can quite easily like say if someone said, "Yo, come and hold this mic for 15 minutes," no problem. But I was set of racking your brain for like bars like that work over drum and bass that you you written to a hip hop thing. <laughs> it's pressure, man. I can't lie. It's pressure, man. And and I, I'm not, you know, me and Tyler are not from the drum and bass world as much as we kind of, you know, all our friends are part of it, and we grew up listening to Jungle and. We, we we can't lie and say we're from that world and you know claim we are so I know like if a German bass MC came and started doing hip hop I'd be able to tell I'd be like yo you're not doing that right and I'm, I'm pretty sure a German bass enthusiast would listen to us and feel the same way do you know what I mean yeah I think I I, I will say you know I've been a part of uh, nights in the past that were um, you know where we tried to blend like deep drum and bass and deep house yeah. and like hip hop and yeah. you know, soul and stuff like that. And like, cause to me and my little circle of friends, it made perfect sense. But to other people, they were like, I don't get it. You know, it was kind yeah. of a, a weird thing. I, I am, it's one of the things that makes me, uh, happy when it comes to seeing, uh, your guys success, because I like how you have been embraced by this, not even, I don't even want to say you've been embraced by drone bass because I don't think you have been wholly embraced by all of drone and bass because drone and bass in general is so varied. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but the, the A one section, definitely. right, exactly. Yeah. That section of drone and bass, which is the one that I am most aligned with. Yeah. I love how you guys have been embraced by them, but overall you have not really been expected to do anything different than what you do. And yeah, yeah. that is really pleasing to me. I wish that there was a lot more of that kind of thing. The fact that you yeah. guys can play an out, a set of Outlook or wherever, yeah. and it wouldn't be out of place at all next to yeah. a reggae set by Rodigan and then a yeah. set by Chase and Status. Um, yeah. That kind of thing is really interesting. It's very unique. Um, so where do you guys, where do you see your, yourselves going from here? Uh, is there a particular, do you guys have like a, a mission statement for the future coming up? Or are you just kind of playing it by ear right now? Um, I mean, there's no real plans for it, man. Like, it, cause I think the age we are and the amount of time we spent doing this, both of us are not chasing anything. We're not trying to be famous, not trying to be rich, not, well, it might be nice to be able to make a living from it for as long as possible. Without having to, you know, go back to a day job or whatever, but we ain't trying to, we're not like 18 thinking of all these, dreams of becoming a millionaire and being famous like we really don't want that like um I, I think we just like carry on making music and if people resonate with it then great you know what i mean if not then we'll still probably try and knock out a few things but there's no real plan when i think probably the long-term thing is because we both talk about how long it can last as us being like the front man for this like i don't know if anyone really wants to see us in our 40s on stage I don't know man like we probably don't want to see it ourselves you know what I mean so I think when we get to a certain age we, we might not feel comfortable doing it so then there's like where do you go from there that you can stay music so probably production songwriting helping out a few of the younger guys to come through is probably the, the only real plan we've had you know Master Ace is like 59 or something like that right you guys have a whole lot of time <laughs> like I'm, I mean yeah but I hear you, man. Like, I, I, this is something we we talk about a lot, man. It's 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 weird when you go and do shows, and everyone's like eighteen and nineteen, twenty, and you're the age you are. Like, 
should you even be on stage performing music to these people? Do you know what I mean? I don't know, man. Like it's it's it's, it's a tough one, man. Like I I don't know how comfortable I I kind of feel in these circles anymore. Like no one my age, uh, it's, it's not often. There's loads of people. I I lie because we. So, to be fair, our shows is quite mixed. Um, there's like really old people and there's really young people. But sometimes it gets uncomfortable, man. Like sometimes it feels like. Yo, we're the oldest people here. Like, this is weird. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it, you know, as, as I say, I've been doing this so long that I, I, I was used to being the youngest person. So it's weird now being the oldest person. Everyone cut you out. Hey, uncle and yo, godfathers of this and like, yo, <laughs> it's, it's weird, man. But you know, we'll see, man. There's not, there's no plans for it, man. There's no plans. We did, we, we kind of didn't even expect it to be here where it is now. So. Let's just see where it, where it takes us. But I think the only real plan is production and songwriting, kind of helping a few other people out, man. Um, I talked to a fair number of people who seem to be either achieving success finally at an older age yeah. or and or they're doing their best work at an older age you look at that you look at the stuff that black thought has put out in the past year and a half and it's yeah. my in my opinion better than anything he's put out in forever yeah, or yeah. uh royce royce the five nine same thing um yeah. you look at that drs's album that he put out um is yeah. his best it's his best i mean he sounds so comfortable on it uh, that Do you not think it's different for drum and bass though well yeah but i'm saying like i think that there's a certain there, it is different for drum and bass. Drum and bass has isn't qu so quick to discard its older yeah. artists, but I think more so the older the older MCs kind of don't even let the newer MCs in. Which uh, yeah, bass, that's that's for sure. That I I can see that, but I, I mean you got some guys like just kind of forcing their way in there. Like Degs came in and yeah. said "fuck y'all," and you know he's yeah. like, but you know what I'm saying though is in general though you there are a lot of artists that hit late. They hit later. And they take a roundabout yes. way and then they finally get something later. And I think that there's something to be said for that. I think, do you think that you're, and I'm not saying you guys are old because you're not, I, in my opinion, for, to me, you guys are still kind of young, but do you think that you guys not being like babies, basically, like how, yeah. how much do you think that's helped you in the success you've achieved in the past few years? A million percent. Why though? Like, like what, what is it about being where you are in life now that is helping you? Um, because one, we're not chasing anything. Like I said before, we, you know, there's no hunger to do anything. And we literally, the only hunger we have, right? Like, it's really weird, man. So it's like, it's almost a hippie way of thinking about it. Like, we just don't do anything that doesn't make us happy. So everything we do, if someone asks us to do something and it's like a money conversation, we just say, would we do that if there was no money involved? And if the answer is no, then we just don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, everything is just literally for our own happiness. So we turn down a lot of stuff, man. Um, we turn down a lot of big features. If the music's not right, um, bro, we, we could have had chart songs at the moment because people have sent us music that's been absolutely garbage that a big charting, like, you know, serious artist that we just like, I mean, Tyler just go in the studio and listen to his music and go, mate, do we, do we want to do this? And we'll say no. But like the 18 year old me would have done it. Um, and I just think because we're not chasing anything, it just makes the music more. Um, I think it's just why the music sounds like it does because it's not aiming for anything. It's just making the music we want to make. Um, 
also I think we would have done a lot of fuckery stuff if we were younger man like if, if we had success when we were younger you know, we probably would have fallen out. We probably would have got loads of girls pregnant. We probably <laughs> like uh, just done dumb shit, pissed loads of people off. I was, I was pretty rude and ignorant when I was younger, man. Like I probably wouldn't have been as nice to all. You know, like all the shows we've done, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of them. If you go and speak to the people that put them on, they have nothing but like, yo, these guys are safe guys, the nice guys. Maybe not so if I was younger. Do you know what I mean? Like it's taken me to be older and be wiser and be more humble and be friendlier at this age for it to all work, man. I think if we were younger, Tyler often said it, man, if we were younger, we would have fucked it up, man. Definitely. Yeah, I can, I can totally see that. I think, I think that goes for a lot of people. Um, so hold on. Wait a second. I'm brain farting like a motherfucker right now. See that? Thank God we can edit this stuff out. It's not on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, am am I right? Swearing. That's cool, right? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. It's, it's a podcast, Sorry, man. It's, it's, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's all that, that's all good. It's great. I just swore, man. Yeah, yeah swore. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah, so Children of Zeus. I I read an interview uh, today, actually, uh, this yeah. morning, and I had it, I'd read it a couple of years back, and I think it might have been from like 2016. And I don't think yeah, Travelite hadn't been released, and you guys were building up some noise. And you had said in the interview that you were still working a day job. So what's the yeah. last day job you've worked? Um, I quit my job in 2017. Um, and I was, I was working in an office doing absolutely nothing to do with music. Um, I was working for a, a head office for a company just doing like expenses. And um, to be fair, I wasn't doing very much. I was mostly sending emails to do with music and making lots of phone calls in the photocopying room. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was was close to getting sacked because I just didn't do much work because I was just like fully involved with managing children of Zeus at the the time. Um, And I quit my job and we made travel light in like three months after I quit my job. And we didn't do any show. I saved up a bit of dough, but we didn't do any shows for like, three, four months, like didn't have any money coming in. Um, so you made travel light in three months. The, the majority of it. Yeah. Really? A couple of songs have been started before, like while I was working, but the, like I'd say 80% of it was done in like three months. Yeah. Huh? It feels, it feels when you listen to it, it doesn't feel like something that was put together in three months. If it, if, like, it was weird because, cause I was, I was a routine kind of guy, you know, I'd set my alarm to go to work and then I'd do that. I set my alarm to go to the studio. So like every day we, well, we were going to the gym together, man. So me and Tyler would go to the gym in the morning and then he'd drive me back up to the studio and we spend all day in the studio and we just knocked out songs, man. Like, to be fair, like if, if we had three months now, I don't think we'd make another album. I think it'd take a lot longer. I think it took three months to make the album, but it took like a lifetime of, that album was a lifetime really. Well, there's the old saying, yeah, there's the old saying, it takes 20 years to make your first album. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, 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 yeah, it it feels like that. It feels like yeah, there's a lifetime of stuff in there. Um, I think maybe that's but why every, I, the weird thing. The weird thing, bef- like coming off that, is everything that we made before that. I was working a day job, and I'd see Tyler like once a month, once every two months, and I'd do my day job. I'd drive to Tyler's after work, get there. It'd take me an hour to drive to his his house. We'd record. 
in his kitchen. I really wasn't in the mood. You know, I'd been up since six o'clock. It was six o'clock in the evening when I finally get to his. He'd be Tyler would be doing what he did to make money at the time, and you know, sorting out his kids as well. Um, he'd disappear for an hour, come back, and all the music we made up until that point was made like that. It was like like we hardly saw each other. We were recording in the kitchen. We didn't even have a studio most of the time. We had no speakers. So when we actually finally had a studio and like all the time in the world, it seemed like it was like really easy to make travel light because just the way we made all the music before that was just such like haphazard, you know, big gaps in between. It was, it, it was pretty easy, man, like to make travel light. In, easy in the fact that it was, we had more time and a decent place to do it. Harder in the fact that we spent a lot more time doing it and the process was like, let's spend a bit more time not just making an eight bar loop and just rapping over it. Like let's put a bit of arrangement and stuff. Let's add some instruments in it. Let's, you know, mix this a bit better. So, but yeah, man, it was, it seemed like it was a lot easier just the way we, we, we did it from going from how we made it before I quit my job. So instrument wise, do you guys, do either of you play instruments that are on the album at all or even? Do no, you... apart, I mean, neither of us can play, but we can figure stuff out on the keyboard. Okay. Um, apart from, apart from, the, I mean, on the songs we produced, there's a guy who plays guitar on one song, a guy who plays bass, um, a guy who played a few keys in the one song, but the rest of it is just us figuring stuff out, man. Tyler's a bit better than I am at that type of stuff, but yeah, it's, it's that we don't play instruments, but I'm getting piano lessons as we speak. I'm not very good. Um, I couldn't go and play anywhere but you know we can figure stuff out between us man like if we sit there we can work it out we know what sounds right we don't have a you know we're not musically trained or anything like that so uh you guys uh, it's safe to say you guys are currently making your living doing music right yeah 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 so when (laughs) you know i know that you quit your job in preparation to make travel light did you while you were recording did you have any inkling that you'd be able to stay jobless or did you think, all right, I'm going to have to go back to work at some point when this is done. I definitely, <laughs> mate, the plan was to make the album. I was going to go back to work and potentially I was like, I've got this album out of my system. I don't even know if I'm going to make any more music. Don't know what's going to come of it. I didn't have, we didn't have much like hope for it to do much more than what anything we put out before. And then, the album dropped, and just before the album dropped, things kind of picked up for us. Um, summer of 2018, um, just before the album came out, we started doing a few shows, and I wasn't making as much as I was making in my day job, but enough to get by. And then the album dropped, and just everything just went kind of modestly crazy for us. You know, definitely crazy for us. You know, it's we're not I'm not trying to say it's crazy in comparison to you know people that are really doing well but for us man like it's the it's by far the best i've ever any success i've ever had with music same with tyler um and we just literally gig like twice a week once a week flights everywhere we don't make a huge amount of money off selling music i definitely make more than i ever have but selling music you know in 2019 is not the big money maker it's more so just performing and we just do a lot of performing man yeah, I was going to actually ask you about about the money side of things in terms of selling the music. Yeah. I, I follow your uh, your band camp. I, I'm subscribed to yeah. the, the newsletter and stuff like that. But I don't read everything that comes through. So 
when in ter- when you look at everything that you sell, do you sell? Yeah. Do you find that you're selling more merchandise or more music? Um, we don't have a great deal of merchandise, man. It's it's mostly. I mean, the majority of the income we have is just us selling music. Is um, selling vinyl. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So the big chunk of it comes from vinyl. We we did do. I mean, when we had a a UK tour, we did some merch and realized that. I mean, we sold ourselves. So after every show, we go out and sell the merch. And being the like awkward kind of shy guys we are we absolutely hated it man like we <laughs> it was just the worst thing but uh, we were selling it and everyone just wanted to come and you know they were buying merch but i think people more so wanted to come and chat to us and like, we're just awkward guys man so it was it was horrible so we've not really done much merch after that which we should do man but um i think next time we do merch it'll be like a band camp only thing rather than us selling it after shows and stuff there's a great oh uh, dude i i'll, I'll, I'll i gotta find it and send it to you there's a I just totally made me think when you guys are out there and people like waiting to talk to you. There's a me- <laughs> there's a meme uh, shows yeah. it shows Michael Myers from Halloween, you know, just standing there yeah. like, and he's like kind of yeah. half behind a shrub, and it says <laughs> yeah. and it says when you're at a show waiting to tell the band how much the, how much they mean to you. <laughs> Bro, I mean, <laughs> and it's I like you know, you so, they just I appreciate that so much. Like, I seriously appreciate that people actually care enough to do that. Yeah, but the reality of it is, is once like a hundred people have told you that and you said, thank you. You run out of things to like, it almost becomes a numb thing to like say, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, so people, yo, your music means the world to me. This happened. This means this. Yo, thank you. And I, I, I don't quite know what to say after that. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, cause it's so regular. It's like, it almost becomes a robotic thing, which it shouldn't be. Cause it's such a personal thing that right. people are telling you, but I don't really know how to deal with it, man. I can't lie. And because I've been making music so long and it, it's such a new thing at this point in my career for people to act like that, it's also now quite a weird thing because I've been so used to no one caring. Yeah. Uh, I'll be letting you go in a few minutes here because I've, I've had you on the phone for an hour now. <clears throat> um, <laughs> now you've, you put out the winter tape, which, by the way, that Black Milk track fucking bangs. Um, Thank you. That, uh, that was fantastic. So you gave people a taste People are obviously impatient now when it comes to music. They expect yep. music at a very rapid clip. So do you guys have anything in the pipeline that you're going to be putting out? Or are you just kind of waiting for everything to come together for the next album? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we're fully aware that the expectations of follow-up, the last album is there. Uh, um, I just don't think we'll put it out until we think it's as good as the last one. Um, so we'll carry on working. I mean, hopefully the plan is to have something out next summer again, another summer album. But if we get to like the point of like, say, February, March next year, and it's not as good as what we've done before, then it just won't, it won't come up, man. There's no point just doing it, just for doing its sake. It has to be good, man. I think we've, we've got a few ideas for stuff that can happen in between if the album's not ready. And I'm sure we'll probably have a few things dotted here and there with like collaborations for other people's stuff. Um, but there's no, there's no, there's no like set date. I think, I think Tyler said the other day we should set ourselves a date to have something finished. Are you, for that date. That's what, that's what we did last time. Are you guys planning to do maybe like a remix album for Travel Light or? You know what? We did actually want to, want to do that a while back and we asked a few people, um, Lensman, we wanted Caliber, Chimpo, Zed Bias, who 
did the the remixes that you hear for Slow Down. Yeah, that, and, yeah and, I love that one. Yeah, so, but everything was a bit long and we're at the point now where we don't want to do anything else with each other. Like, I think if we do anything else, like people say, do you want to release instrumentals or can we do remix? I think if we do anything else with each other, like people think we're just milking it and trying to cash in off something that came out a year ago. So I think Travel Light is done now. Like, we won't do anything else with Travel Light. There'll be no more singles, no more videos. I think we just have to leave that alone and just say that's that was its own thing. We've got to do something new. Um, I think, I, think I, I was just going to say, I think some house remixes would be really, would be pretty killer off that album. I'm just saying. I agree, man. Like, I, I, I think so. But I think, like I say, if, if we were to do it, we should have done that a while ago. You think? If we were to do it. What, yeah, when when, when it was it released now? When, when did you release Travel Light? A year ago. It's like just over a year now. I don't know, man. I think I think waiting, giving an album a year and then doing a remix album, I don't think that's a year and then doing a remix thing a year later seems kind of almost standard these days. So I don't know if it would be seen as milking it. I think, uh, I think though, you know, it really would come down to if you got the right remixes. If you had the right remixes, that would be that would be interesting. But that's the other thing as well, man. The tough thing about music as well is when you are relying on someone else to do something, you don't know what you're going to get back. So oh, if I, I ask I all these people who I really respect to do remixes and they send stuff back and we're sat there going, this isn't great what you do, do you know what I mean? Do you put it out just because you've asked them and they're people you respect or do you just say, you know what, this isn't good enough, we're not going to use this. That's the other, the other side to it as well, man, which sometimes happens. You, you send music to people, it doesn't always come back as good as you wanted it to be then it becomes a bit awkward, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So it's, it's, it's a tough one, man. And I think, I think like, with Travel Light, nothing was planned. It's all a bit, like, last-minute kind of stuff. I think with the next album, everything will be, like, we'll make videos before the album comes out, we'll get remixes before the album comes out, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll arrange all that stuff so it comes out in good time. I think we just left everything too late with Travel Light, as far as everything, man. Well, like, like you were saying, you didn't have a plan, you just made the album the plan was to make the album and go back to work when i was <laughs> right that was the only plan in it so you know we, we didn't think it even have legs man we were happy with it but we didn't like i some days i'd sit and listen to it and go this isn't as good as the stuff we'd done before some days i sit there and go this is great i just had no we sat we sat on it I mean, we we'd finished it it was mastered in march and it came out in july so for those months in between i sat there with no day job and i was listening to it every day with doubts in my mind some days going, yo, this is great. Some days just having no clue if people would like it or if they f- would think it was better than, you know, um, the story so far, which was the EP we dropped first. It, yeah, man, we, we had no clue, man. We're here, here we are a year later. And, you know, I'm surprised people are even still mentioning it because, you know, people drop albums and two weeks later, nobody cares. Yeah, that's a strange. It's a, I'm putting together an album now and it's one of those. Colette, I, ta- I interviewed Colette Warren a couple months back and she said something to me. She's like, you know, people get bored with albums like right yeah, away. Man. And I'm like, fuck, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? That was one of those things. Like they're going to get fucking bored of me like super quick. Well, some, some, that's what I mean, man. I've, I've, Paranoia. I've, I've, yeah. You, you have these doubts when you're making an album, but I think you've got to do it, man. You, you even just for yourself and, and, and hopefully there's enough people who, have a similar kind of taste as what you have when you're making it that a year later, 10 years later, they're still kind of into it and they're not bored of it, man. Yeah. Well, I hope so. That's Fuck. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what though? Too, I, like, I, like you guys, I mean, well, not like I'm, I'm not trying to pursue any kind of career in music I, and I yeah. gave that up many years ago. So for me, this is more of like a, 
uh, I dropped out. I I dropped out a drum and bass for like seven years. Yeah. And uh, I came back, and I had like this idea when I came back of the things that I wanted to get done before I was either too old or too busy with kids or whatever to do drum and bass anymore. I was like, I got to get this shit done before I'm done just yeah, to say yeah. that I did it. And so, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I definitely have to get this album done. I don't know if I'm going to make another one, man. Relying on other people That's is all. a fucking pain in the ass. Holy shit. Bro, this is why I got into production. This is <laughs> like, I mean, I, the other thing is if me and Talent didn't do production, that album would have been a lot harder to make. Oh, I bet. If you were, when, I can imagine, do you produce at all or do you just totally rely on other people for production? Uh, I, I totally rely on other people because my own production never got to the point where I thought I could make anything of it. So yeah, it just wasn't Mate, good. I, it's, a, it's a struggle relying on other people, man. Yeah. And not only other people, I mean, for this album, I've got, uh, I think six or seven producers, but the producer list, when I agreed to do this album with the label is completely different than the producer list. Now I've had all these producers just drop out ghost on me. Like people don't, aren't mature enough to say, I can't do this anymore. They just stop talking to you. It's the strangest thing. I don't, yeah. So if you guys didn't have, I don't know how you guys would have done it. I can't lie. I'm, I'm actually the, the guy who will make you wait six months for a verse and then not message you telling you why I haven't done it. (laughs) You know what? There's probably about a hundred people who will, like if you interview them would say, I've got this guy, he's in children of Zeus. (laughs) You have been waiting for a year for a verse off him and he's just, ghosted me and i'm just you know i can't lie i'm that guy as well man well what the fuck's wrong with you man well life gets in the way children of these music gets in no the way. i know i know shit happens man it's, you gotta do your own shit first yeah yeah man it's, it's it's weird man there's always there's always something you know what i mean like and then then it gets to the point where it's been a few months and i'm like you know what that person's not shouting me so maybe they don't need it as much as they you know what i mean and i always say when people send me stuff i always give them a warning yo i'm long with it but keep pestering me because otherwise I'll just not do it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm that guy, man. Apologies to everyone that's waiting for <laughs> verses off me. <man. laughs> Let's, uh, before I let go, let me backtrack. Cause I, I did want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, yeah, man. in still standing, it's, it's a, it's a real personal verse. Um, yeah. and you go into some specifics about your interactions with your mom. Yeah. Um, so now your mom and dad, uh, are they, they're not together anymore? I'm assuming. Not anymore, no. Okay. Um, so when, when in your life did they split? I was adult, man. I was like 25 or something like that. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How did that affect you? I mean, it was one of those things where you were like, you could see it more rationally or what did it still kind of, I don't know. Do you know what? It was, it was, it actually made me really sad because it was the one, like I was probably one of the only people I knew whose parents were still together. So to me, the one thing that I thought, you know, this is, it, it put a lot of things in, like, things in my head that, yo, not everything's forever. Something that I thought was forever wasn't. And it, it threw everything. Like, I, I was in a relationship at the time and I was like, oh, this might not be forever. The one thing that I was like, yo, these guys are together forever. It kind of threw a spanner in the works, man. It kind of made me question a lot of stuff. I was sad for both of them, man. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. I, th- I think it probably being, older made it weirder than being younger man it was it was it was weird man it really was like it, it, it cut me up for quite a bit because it was just like because i was so old I, I, and they'd been together for so long i was like oh 
not everything lasts forever. And something I thought was the one sure thing that I thought was, you know, always going to be the same wasn't anymore. So yeah, it was weird, man. So your mom, I'm assuming she went back to Barbados uh, after yeah. that. She did for a bit and then came back. Um, she's back here now. She lives back in the UK now. But oh, okay. she did, yeah, she's there for quite a while, man. And your dad stayed in Manchester or? Uh, he doesn't, he lives just outside Manchester now. He okay. lives in like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he's, he's got like one neighbor. Now, do the two of them talk? Are they civil or is it? Uh, this is, um, I know this is personal. Not right now, in. but they, they were for quite a while. They, like, to be fair, I think they probably will be, but I think they've kind of just gone their separate ways at this point. But I think for quite a while they were, you know, they'd still see each other and, you know, my dad would go and mend stuff at my mom's house and help her when she needed help and stuff like that. You know, it's, 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 I think they were together 30 plus years, so it's hard to just kind of not still be in each other's lives, but it didn't work. They couldn't be together, man. My dad, my dad's like 70. He, he, he came to Outlook Festival. Like he, he gave Tyler and my girlfriend, um, MDMA at a festival. He, he gives us mushrooms at Christmas. <laughs> Weed cookies. Like my dad's living his second childhood, man. And my mum just likes like going to bed early and having a quiet life. So they they kind of went their separate ways, man. Do you know what I mean? Like my dad still like my dad's into drum and bass. He's into like house. He always says to me, "Yo, um, have you heard IMDDB's new song?" Like he's <laughs> it's weird, man. But and, and when I was younger, it was like really embarrassing but now i'm the age i am i, I kind of hope when i'm 70 i'm still got life in me and you know still find excitement in music and going out and partying and all that type of stuff man that's why you guys should not be thinking about whether or not you're too old to be on stage you guys know, are man. still young you guys are still young you yeah. need to shut the fuck up with that plus by the way yeah. i will say uh your music is uh all right, now if I was uh, fifty on stage at a drum and bass show, I'd feel weird. But the, the kind of music you guys play is kind of—I I don't want to say it's—I don't want to say it's ageless, but you know, people of of all ages are not only loving it but doing it still. So it's it's that it's the kind of thing that you could feasibly make a very long term career doing this. Of course, I reckon so, man. I, you know what? It's weird because today I, I watched a, a music video of a guy who was probably mid to late 40s and he was making uh, he makes soul music but i think his crowd is his age whereas our crowd like it's, it's like it's mentioned all the time like if you come to a children's show there's literally people there with their parents um it's very very mixed um it, it's it's a tough one man like I, I i think as you get older as well like if 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 our crowd was just our age it would be dead because as you as you get older, obviously more and more people fall off. They get families, they, they right, fall right. out of love going out, so the crowd <clears> gets smaller. Obviously, clubbing is a, a young person's game. I'm just it's saying, look at, look at Rodigan, man. Like Rodigan is how old? Like isn't he like seventy? Yep. And he, he is. is still jumping around like a monkey on the stage. Yep. And so yep. you know, it's one like, of those he things. He must feel away, man. I, I think he must feel away about it, man. It must be weird to be seventy and have. Like it's weird. It's like even slang, man. If if, if you if you're using kids slang at this age, I think it's weird. Like it, I can't. I don't say lit. Like what am I doing saying lit? It's it's weird. You know what I mean? Well, that's and that's the like, thing though. That's that's the difference between aging awkwardly and aging gracefully. 
is but how do you know man like how do you this is the thing at some point when you don't know that you're <laughs> you're not cool anymore do you know what i mean and your trousers look too big and your haircut looks weird and your slang sounds weird well i, I don't want to be that guy man do you know what i mean i'd rather dip out before i'm that guy well i i again i'll, I'll use i'll use rodigan as an, as an example <laughs> that dude has never not been the most awkward nerdy dude yeah. ever you know what i mean like now like yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> Much more well dressed, but if you notice, he's not trying to wear some shit that like fucking Steve Aoki is trying to wear on stage. Like he comes out, he's pretty dapperly dressed. He hasn't like shaven his head. He's still got that that hair. He's still got those glasses. Like he's still doing yeah, his yeah. thing, and he doesn't use any any slang that is I, that he would he's, normally he's, use. He's an anomaly, though, man. But that's just I, it. I, I, what, what, is he an anomaly? Because I don't really think it is. I think a lot of it with him is the choices that he makes that helps sustain his success. Now, obviously, a lot of awareness has come to him. And I think a lot of that has come through uh, raves and drum and bass and jungle and stuff like that. And the appreciation that goes into reggae and stuff like that. I think that's helped. But he could very easily fuck this whole thing up by coming out with some fucking puffy jacket and saying lit. Or whatever, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like he is being true to himself. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to be true to themselves. And that's what fucks it all up. Yeah. Like if you're just being you and you're like 60 years old, yeah. like I don't necessarily think that that's always going to be a bad thing. If you're just being who you always were. It's a tough line though, man. It's a tough, it's the balance of it is so tough, man. And this is, this is the, it's one of the main things me and Tyler kind of think about quite a lot, man. And it's like the people we came up who were like 10, 15 years older, older than us, like some of them have become old and they wear the same clothes they were wearing 20 years ago and still like they, they refuse to listen to new music. So the balance is how do you not become dated but not become like too try hard of trying to keep up? The balance is so, it's tough, man. It's tough. But there's so many people that have done it successfully that I don't think you guys have to worry about so much. Yeah. There are people. I, I mean, if you look at people like Bowie or, or Rodigan or uh, – dude, there's so many fucking people who have done it fine. And they have like mixed age audiences and it's it's yeah. fine. I, I, I think that – and this isn't me. This isn't me doing this for the interview. This is me just saying as yeah. a fan or as an outsider, I don't think you guys yeah. got to worry about it so much. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Like, I hope so, man. I hope, I hope there's a, there's legs in it still. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I, I think we'll both probably dip out before it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like, I think we'll kind of start going, yo, this is a bit weird. <laughs> and we'll be gone. Hopefully the awareness, the awareness, man, that's the thing. Just being aware of it, man. Like, I hope we're we're aware before we're like seen as like people people laughing. Yo, there's them old guys who whose clothes look funny, or there's them old guys who make really dated music. I don't want to be that guy, man. Like, yeah, I can I can see that. I I, I do worry about yeah. that sometimes. Luckily, yeah. I'm at a point where I don't really care about gigs anymore so much. Yeah, I, I'm more worried about the the recorded output. Um yeah. So I'm kind of I look at my like press shots or whatever. And I'm like, uh, do I look stupid here? You know, so it's, <laughs> I gotta make sure. Doing, man. Like, bro, we're trying to get out of doing music videos. Like we don't even want to be in the music. Yeah. Video, no, man. me too. Yeah. 
I'm the same way, man. We, I, we I don't want to be the face of it. If we, could, if we could just stay in the studio and make music without having to perform, we would like never be on stage. Uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I can kind of relate to that, man. I, we, yeah. I just we did, uh, I just did, um, car bars and, yeah. uh, we just, I was just part of the, like the American one yeah. and we're all in different cities and shit. And so we all had to film our own parts for this video. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, can I just, can I, is there a way I could do it? I was trying to think, I'm like, <laughs> can I like make like a sock puppet of me or <laughs> Can I can I figure out some way? Maybe I can make my hand into a face, and I'll, I can do that. I was trying. I was legit trying to figure out how to get out of being on camera for a long Welcome time. To our world, man. Fuck. To our world. This is our life right now. Um. Anyway. All right. Well, look, dude. I will uh, let you go. I've I've kept you on the phone quite a while. So. Uh. But I appreciate. I appreciate you even shot me to do it, man. Thank you. Oh, dude. I appreciate this a lot. I'm. I'm. I don't want to sound like too much of a fanboy, but yeah, I'm a big fan of like the stuff you put out so far. And, uh, I, I was for sure very keen to have you on here. So I appreciate your time a lot. No, big up, bro. Man, like people don't really usually ask me to, for my opinion on stuff, man. So I appreciate probably why I don't mind you keeping me for, you know, <laughs> you know don't usually get to say, say anything apart. <laughs> to be fair, I also don't usually like talking outside of music. Okay. Um, you know, it's. I feel like I. I usually say what I want to say in music. I don't usually like doing like written interviews. I think it's usually quite like all the same questions over and over again, or stuff you can find out in the music. But I, I appreciate it, man. Like everything you said, man. I've, I've enjoyed talking about, man. So thank you for asking, man. And, and as, as you say, man, I feel like it, it all came quite naturally because you sound like you really are into what we do man so fully appreciate it man yeah you know that was that was my whole my whole point with this when i started this podcast is i wanted to talk about yeah. stuff that wasn't just your typical fucking radio host questions yeah you yeah, know yeah. it's like all right yeah. i guess you know but it's like one of those things where i'm i'm more interested in you know the fact that vocalists and mcs were are sort of like storytellers maybe i'm more interested yeah, yeah. in hearing the stories behind the person and that's yeah. that's kind of why I ask what I do, so... Anyway. A million percent, bro. Thank you very much, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Big up, bro. Peace. Easy. So high and coming down And I don't hear a single word they say You can't turn my life around See it in my eyes Been awake since Friday Slow down.
Slow down, slow down, slow down. 